Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about ego, and Ray is going to be the presenter this evening. So, Ray, you want to go ahead and take the mic? Yeah. <clears throat> um, just want to talk a little bit about ego and some of the challenges that people can face whenever they're uh, wrapped up in their ego. Um <clears throat> Ego is uh, looked at as our sense of self, identity, and self-importance. And in some ways that can be healthy, um, and in some ways that can be unhealthy. Some of the positive effects of ego or aspects of ego could be self-confidence, belief in your abilities and your value. Um, It can give a person ambition to drive and achieve goals. And it can give a person resilience and self-awareness. So these are all ways that through our ego we get in touch with ourselves, with who we are as an individual, um, and our purpose, our, our individual path in life. Some of the setbacks or the pitfalls can be arrogance, overestimating one's abilities and being dismissive of others. Uh, it can cause someone to develop a sense of entitlement which uh, a lot of us are familiar with that in today's uh, youth is a, a belief that one deserves a certain special treatment or believes that something is owed to them can come from a, an unhealthy ego. Then there's a fear of failure, which we've talked about in the past, a person refusing to take risks, main reasons they're trying to protect their ego. So that's a common common issue whenever a person is consumed with their sense of self, their identity, who they are, uh, so much so that they're afraid to take any risks that might expose their inner insecurities or uh, a lack of confidence or confidence in a certain area because essentially they're trying to protect their identity, trying to protect who they are see themselves as and who they're trying to project themselves to the world as by not taking any risks. This can also lead to an inability to learn, um, especially when so much of our learning comes from taking chances, going, putting yourself out there and uh, learning from your mistakes. So this can lead to closed-mindedness and a resistance to feedback. We've talked about that in the past, the... Uh, cognitive dissonance where a person is resistant and has defense mechanisms to anything that doesn't fit their already established belief system. And uh, that can come from a strong attachment to the ego and a sense of self-identity that comes with our belief systems. So when we have a strong, firm set of beliefs, and that's challenged in any way, a strong attachment to our ego can cause us to go into defense against any new information way before we can even determine whether that information is correct uh, or worth our attention. As long as it doesn't match our current set of beliefs, we go into fight mode to protect our ego, protect who we think we are. Um, It can have 
serious effects on relationships, causing uh, breakdown of communication. You usually see this in people that are talking, doing, trying to do all the talking and have trouble listening. They're constantly trying to project their ego into the, the situation. And uh, any chance that someone else tries to, you know, talk or introduce their perspective, that person, that individual sees it as a, a trespass on their ego. They think that this person must think they know more than me. This person's trying to uh, take the floor, take the mic. You know, they must not respect who I am and what I have to offer. So that's can be the ego at work. can cause people to have a lack of empathy, uh, cause an inability to understand other people's perspectives. So when you're locked into your ego, it can cause uh, extreme difficulty seeing it any other, any, any other possible way because you believe that the way you see it is of utmost importance. And any possible disagreement or difference in perspective must be wrong um, because you so badly need, your ego needs for your view to be right. Um, that could lead to conflicts and, and you have a, a desperate need to win every argument. Um, and this can also lead to alienation because, it, you know, this, this level of self-centeredness around the ego can tend to push other people away. Um, it can definitely have, you know, all these all these things that we're talking about can affect your uh, professional professional life, your career at work, uh, not just relationships at home and with friends. A lot of people have dealt with this sort of person at work, and you know, whenever you've got this strong sense of ego and, and arrogance about you, you know, it makes you difficult to work with. Um, definitely leads to poor leadership because nobody wants to lead, no, no one wants to follow somebody who, one, isn't able to follow others and isn't able to support others in different views and perspectives. Everyone can tell that kind of person and, you know, definitely wants to avoid that type of person. Um, there's several ways that we can work to overcome the ego. One of those is self-reflection. So the ability to regular, you know, on a regular basis assess our thoughts and actions, uh, one of those is the three-step process that we have to identify, confront, and be proactive. And if you're constantly working that system and uh, repeating that on a regular basis, it will definitely help to increase your, your self-reflection. Um, Practicing humility is another one by, um, you know, acknowledging your strengths from a, a state of clarity, you know, being honest with yourself about what your strengths are but also your weaknesses and trying your best to be uh, honest and transparent about that, especially with yourself but even with others. Um, seeking feedback you know, taking the opportunity to ask someone 
what their honest feedback is about any given situation, and then placing value on that that constructive criticism. Because it's one thing to ask for feedback, and it's another to actually value it and, and take it in and incorporate that into your uh, decision-making process and how you go about uh, living your life. And then empathy, just trying, seeking to have better understanding and connection with others through uh, taking a chance to look at it from another person's perspective. And then so some of the benefits of doing this can improve the areas that we talked about before that can affect us negatively when we're not careful about how our ego uh, affects our life. And some of those are improved relationships, better communication and understanding uh, when dealing with people close to you as well as, uh, again, at work, especially especially if you're in a leadership position. Um, Enhanced learning. So it can increase your ability to embrace new ideas and perspectives. So it's definitely, it definitely helps to be more open-minded. Um, and this, of course, leads to more personal growth. When, you can, when you're better at embracing new ideas and perspectives, you're a lot better at adapting to challenges and evolving as an individual. And then just your overall success in life, um, learning to balance confidence with a willingness to learn, it puts you in the uh, in a good position to again acknowledge your strengths, but also be aware of your weaknesses and, and uh, being able to embrace criticism, uh, new ideas and perspectives and incorporate that into a willingness to learn and to improve those weaknesses, turn them into strengths, and then increase your overall confidence. Um, one book that I read recently is uh, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Um, that's just a, a really good book to check out if you're interested in uh, looking a little further into the ego. Um, Ryan Holiday was, he worked with Robert Greene, the he, the guy that wrote 48 All the Power. If anyone's interested in uh, or has read that book, Ryan Holiday writes in a similar style where he uses um, events from history and kind of breaks them down to pull out the uh the lessons to be learned as they apply to the theme of the book. So in this one, he he brings out a lot of good examples over time where ego was, could could have been a person's downfall and other times where humility or in essence uh, the ability to set aside the ego for what's important um, for yourself, for those around you, and for the ultimate objective, you know, the benefit of the, the uh, thing that brings the most good to the most people definitely requires some setting aside the ego in order to get that accomplished. And he gives uh, very good examples of that. Um, so with that, 
Um, trying to think of, so for me, ego has kept me uh, through through my insecurities in life. Ego has played a big part in trying to up, uphold a certain image for myself and then projecting that out into the world that once I worked on these things uh, allowed me to become more open-minded, more humble, and uh, definitely a place I've been getting to recently in my life is just understanding that everyone has their own way of looking at things. Um, I think for a long period of time, I had a degree of perfectionism, uh, which is something we talked about recently, and knowing that that has come from certain insecurities, certain uh, complex traumas that puts me in a position to try to constantly prove myself, that has, you know, caused me to de- to develop some pretty strong views on things. And uh, some of those insecurities and that ego caused me to believe that those strong views had, had to be correct uh, objectively when I've, you know, learned in the recent months and years of my life that uh, they're just as correct as I view them to be, depending on my own personal experience. Um, there are certain truths in life that are objective, but even those, not everyone are, is able to see from an objective uh, standpoint. And so if they're not in that frame of mind, or if their cognitive distance is uh, causing a blockage, then they're not going to see it that way. And understanding that allows you to be more humble, be more uh, adaptable and and flexible in, in dealing with those sorts of people. For one, if your objective is to eventually help them and teach them, it helps out a lot uh, because you don't get as frustrated, you can be more accepting. And then sometimes it's not maybe not your place to teach them that particular lesson and even still from that standpoint, you can still accept that they have a different view and it brings more peace in your, your own life. Uh, so that's it for my presentation on ego. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Ray. That was a very good uh, presentation on ego. Um, I, I've went through my life, you know, suffering from some of the things that you were talking about, and it definitely can affect you in a, in a negative way. But uh appreciate you uh, doing the presentation on ego. So we'll go to um, Jody. Are you online? Yep, I'm here. Jody, how has your ego affected you in the past four or five or your life uh, in a negative way? Um, I think, you know, my ego in general just... It, does, it has a lot to do with basically your it and kind of what you think of yourself and how everything plays out. So I think for me, my ego is kind of like directed me or to do things basically that was probably not always in my best interest. 
and Ray mentioned cognitive dissonance, and that was a new term for me uh, when I when I started with you, Paul. And you know, that idea that if somebody is so resistant to something that that cognitive dissonance will just kind of block it out, and it's just like impossible for them to kind of understand it. A lot of that applies to like ego, where I would have such a mindset in one direction where if proposed with a different direction, my ego and that cognitive dissonance would just kind of block out that opportunity um, or that awareness um, of that, you know, something I need, need to work on. So when when it comes to overcoming those, it always goes back to having that open mind and being able to confront those problems. So um, without being able to recognize my ego, it would get in the way from trying to allow me to see those those defects where I could actually work on them. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, uh, Jody. We really appreciate your uh, input there. Um, thanks a lot. Hey, Jeff, are you online? Uh, yes, I am. How, the same question, how has your ego in a negative way affected you in your life? Um, for me, my ego, I would say it's mostly negative, negatively affected me when it, you know, it, it, the ego is like your identity. So it's like how you view yourself um, and by extension, how you expect others and also want others to view you. So um, oftentimes that would lead me to say or do things for the sole purpose, not that, uh, for the sole purpose of, you know, having other people perceive me in the way I wanted them to perceive me uh, and kind of give off the image of the person I wanted to be seen as. So it was almost like, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of putting on a mask that you want to, or it was kind of like putting on a mask that I wanted other people to believe was who I actually was. And the issue with that is uh, you can't wear a mask forever. Um, and um, eventually it's going to slip. And um, then you have, um, and people frequently can see you right through it. So there's really trying to control the way other people see you is, is has been, uh, one thing that I struggled with before um, and definitely negatively affected my life in the past um, because, you know, people are much more perceptive than, especially when we're young, or at least when I was young, people were much more perceptive and could see through a lot of the things I would do um, than I expected them to. Um, and uh, it was um, not until I was a little bit older that I, you know, decided that uh, being myself, regardless of what how, the per, the way in which other people viewed me was better than um, trying to control the way they saw me 
um, because really the way they other people view you is really out of your control, um, and it just life becomes way easier when you no, are no longer trying to control others' perception of you. Very good, very good. Um, how has wanting, I mean, we all have suffered from this in the past, uh, especially myself when I was very, very young. Um, how has uh, acceptance from others played in uh, with the ego factor? Um, well, if you perceive um, if you perceive other people as trying to, or uh, perceive other people as only accepting a certain type of person, um, or a certain um, certain ways of looking at the world, like uh, certain like let's take an example of um, people who are obsessively concerned with being politically correct, um, that is quite, quite honestly coming from a place of, yeah, you might not be wanting to offend other people, but your concern about not wanting to offend other people also comes from a desire to be accepted by them. Because um, if we're overly concerned with whether or not our words and actions are going to be offensive, well, then we're, we're going to be, um, again, changing our behavior just for their acceptance and just for their approval. And that can uh, lead us to not be living um, life according to our true selves um, and can also lead to a lot of needy and insecure behavior because you're looking for other people's approval. You're not um, looking inward and trying to get and, trying, and giving yourself approval. And when approval comes from external sources, or if you see, if you, um, if you, if you only value the approval from external sources, or even primarily value the approval from external sources, you're always going to be searching for it. Um, whereas if you are getting it internally, you can, you can, you can always find ways to either change your behavior so you can. Uh, change your behavior uh, so you can be more happy with who you are or also find, look for uh, reasons to approve of yourself and to uh, validate your own self. Um, but um, looking for acceptance from others is really, it can lead us into a lot of troubles, a lot of trouble. And it oftentimes will prevent us from being accepted by others because um, other people can see, can, can see that you are, you know, it can almost come off as manipulation um, if you are being perceived as doing everything or behaving only to be accepted by them. Um, then you don't seem like a real person. You have a facade, and a lot of people um, perceive that as a more of a manipulation um, of them and their perception of you. Very good. Really appreciate that, uh, Jeff. Um, Talking about wanting the acceptance from others, when I was about 2021, 20, I really had a situation in my life that I noticed that I always want and go out of my way to get acceptance from others. About five, maybe six years, seven years later, 
someone brought it to my attention. And uh, I started to realize that I was going out of my way just to get the acceptance from others. And, of course, when I realized that, I decided to start working on it, and eventually I got that out of my life and transformed in in a different direction where I didn't need that acceptance from others. Does anybody want to say anything else this evening before we get offline? All right. We will see you all next week on Thursday night, 730. Tell your friends, relatives, and even your enemies, be on call 730 next Thursday night.